Hey guys, welcome to this week's Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pat. I'm Tommy. Hey mate, Elon, back at it. Elon's back at it. Doge Tuesday. Doge Tuesday, special episode. Not quite, but you know, in the same realms. It's getting there. Yeah mate, a lot happening, lots to talk about this week. We're just going to keep everyone surprised and not actually tell them what we're going to talk about this episode, so just strap on in. But we're seeing some exciting things, some pretty notable things. But mate, let's kick it off. What are you seeing right now in the markets? Oh, Bitcoin and ETH just ranging. I put it in my notes that Bitcoin and ETH are magnets at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Bitcoin is a magnet to that kind of 28K level, just not seeming to have the guts to break above 29. I think it very briefly broke above 29 last week, but just can't sustain there at the moment. So it's just popping its head above 29 and then come back right down. So we've been kind of hovering around the 28 and a half pulling back to 27 and a half, kind of that's the range for Bitcoin. And then Ethereum is pretty much a magnet to that 1800 mark is kind of, it's, mm. it's been its top level as well. So yeah, I mean, it's it kind of uneventful for people that are, I guess, buyers and holders in the market. But we talked about earlier, some good kind of long and short trading opportunities as mm-hmm. these assets kind of break above relatively key levels and then kind of come back down again. So very good for swing traders in this market. Yeah, I guess watching Bitcoin, just waiting for it to break that 29 and a half. I think if it does, it will blast above 30 and probably past 30 out. I don't know what you think about that, but Mate, it's uh, it's definitely a key level. A lot of people are watching at the moment. Yeah, I mean, a break below 26 probably sees us going the other way, mm. given what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, everything else for me, it's, We've seen the top caps running now. Yeah. So like your, what we've been your, waiting, your top right? 10 have been running for quite a while now, pretty much three months, right? So I guess we've we probably say it every week, but like definitely expecting to see some value flow back into the altcoins. Mm-hmm. And all we have seen in the last few days or probably in the last week, the likes of XRP could be connected with the SEC outcome. We don't know. I've seen XLM, which is Stellar Lumens and, and Zilliqa. They've like been kind of three star words of the old crypto market that have been kind of running hot. So I know there's more and we'll cover the top movers as well. But but yeah, I mean, it's potentially a sign that we're starting to see some value flow back into uh, the altcoins. What do you think yourself? I think, yeah, you touched on it nicely. And we've said it previous episodes too, not to pat ourselves on the back. But like in the past, we have said that until these top assets, yeah. Bitcoin, etc., actually really get a chance to run, free their legs up, we're probably not going to get any sustained rally on any altcoin assets so you know for all those people confused and wondering why did this go up 200 percent and then fall back down well that's that's essentially why the market just wasn't poised to really pivot higher um in a sustainable fashion but exactly to what you're saying tommy like you know for me like the biggest sign right now is even having three green months in a row for monthly closes on a quite broad macro level sounds maybe insignificant but the last time we had this similar fashion of price action on a macro scale was February to April uh, in 2019. And we all know what happened then. Yeah. Um, little whoosh. That's hockey, exactly hockey, it. Hockey sticks. <laughs> up, and, up and to the right. Yeah. So I think that given the news we're seeing from a macro level now too, and we've talked about the macro quite a bit, there hasn't been anything more to sort of say that they're not going to support the crisis that was sort of unfolding with the yeah. bank. I know there hasn't been anything more recent that's come out about that, which is also good news, but wouldn't discount that more bad news could come out. But it seems like the US Treasury and the US, I guess, government is ready to step in and take any action that's needed. So I know like a week ago, they had already undone 50%, more than 50% of the quantitative tightening they had yeah. done with the interest rate hikes. So I think the next thing you'll probably be worth looking an eye on is the talks of the debt ceiling being raised in the US. So what that means is, hey, look, we're just going to be happy to borrow more. Yeah. 
and then money. Yeah, I talked before. I think I, I yeah. mentioned before about that website that tracks the US debt clock. Yes, yeah. And like, I've never seen any <laughs> barriers to say that, you know, <laughs> this is the ceiling and it can't go any higher. Like it just, it just this as needed, it does go higher and it's it's just added to, right? That's it. Just throw another, you know? 300 bill on the fire. That's it. Just, Pretty much. Just keep it going. You know, we really have the, the big macro catalysts coming in next week. So wouldn't be surprised if we don't see too many fireworks until next month, potentially, once we just get a bit of conviction with the bigger players, if the macro markets are still deciding how they play the game. But what you traditionally see is potentially some kind of sell-off maybe into macro news. So it's priced in or the alternate. Everyone's just expecting there's not going to be any bad news and we just take off a bit sooner and everyone gets in a bit late. But yeah, it's going to be more, interesting. More of the same. We've talked yeah. about it pretty much on ne nearly every episode, I think, in yeah. the last six months, like just volatility around surrounding the FOMC meetings and the CPI announcements are good trading opportunities for a lot of people, but also, I guess, just catalysts to keep mm. a bit of a closer eye. So. Yep. And we also have Pav. What? Couldn't go past it. We also have the Ethereum yes. upgrade. We do. It's Shanghai. 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 Chappella. Chappella. Calling it Chappella and Shanghai. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it's two upgrades mixed into one name as yeah, well. Nice. I call it Chappella, the ultimate Scrabble score. Well, I said it earlier and you thought I was taking the piss. I did. But I wasn't. It's actually, <laughs> it was actually printed. I thought you were watching the Chappelle show on the weekend or yeah, something. Yeah, the day of Chappelle show. Yeah. Fair Good. <laughs> nice. Could have picked that one up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's going to be big. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, Ethereum's second biggest crypto on the market. Yep. A lot of people are watching it and have been watching it and investing in it for years it's and years. It's huge. And a lot of people may not be following all the tidbits about it, but I know we've written about it quite a bit just on the SwiftX land, but it's deflationary now. Yep. There's actually less of it created now than there have been in the past. So while price has gone sideways, the actual new amount of Ethereum entering the market is not increasing. It's yeah. decreasing. So yeah. it's yeah. big. It is a big one and it's a big one for institutions, mm. I think. Institutional staking and infrastructure plays are going to be mm. massive across the industry. So like banks are talking about custodying crypto. Yep. What do banks do with fiat? They pay yield on it or at least they lend it out. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see similar practices come in when banks do decide this is in time. I'm not yep. talking it's going to happen next week, but in time, banks having their own institutional staking options for like big businesses or yeah, basically whoever. And then maybe even the retail client at yep. some stage as well. So, you know, I think the big piece, the big key piece for Ethereum was people were waiting for it to be unlocked. So you could mm. actually put your Ethereum in, stake it, and then actually get it out when you want to get it out as well. Yep. So yep. I was chatting to a couple of the guys from Mycelium. Oh, yeah during the week as well. And they were just going to give me a bit of a rundown on how it's going to work with the unlock, which is pretty big. Mm -hmm. So like the maximum time it's going to take for people to get their eat out is like 4.5 days, which is right. which is pretty good. Like yeah, pretty wow. good. If you think, if you consider the likes of, I think is it Medic and Atom like take 21 days or yep. something like that. So yeah, Atom is 21 days. So like, that's a key Oh, that's, that's ongoing. If you put your ETH in, for example, the next epoch that I can pull it out is four and a half days. Yeah, it's, well, four and a half days is the maximum, depending okay, on, maximum. it basically goes into a queue system. Okay. So if you're at the top of the queue, you get it out instantly. Okay. But if the worst case scenario is essentially four and a half days. So that's a pretty, that's pretty, good. pretty key piece. So mm. keen to watch that. And, and then a lot of people are excited about that happening, including myself. So yeah, keen for that one to play out. Yeah, very timely. Like we've <laughs> Again, next week when we've got the key news, we've got ETH unlocking too. It's, yeah. We live in a simulation, mate. We do. It's we great. Do. 
top movers. What do we got? We got Swipe and Injective Protocol topping the list for the last seven days. So Swipe up a very modest 240%, Injective Protocol up 43%. Uh, was able to do a bit of digging, a bit of research for everyone as to why this might be the case. Swipe, very much interestingly enough, is migrating to the mainnet and is also just going through a rebrand from Swipe to Solar. Sounds very memeish, but... It's actually a bit of a trend. If you go back and look at even the most recent one, GTO swapped to GFT, we saw that asset surge about 300% as well, just off the back of that token migration. So, you know, for those people at home, just trying to look out for what should I be looking for? That could be one just to add to your to action or to watch list, I would say. Anything that's going to rebrand. Mate, apparently it works. One for trading opportunities, right? Yeah, a bit of volatility. Long-term fundamentals of a project. Well, no. Well, this one in particular, they have come out and said explicitly the tokenomics and everything else, the fundamentals haven't changed. It's sure. purely just a, a rebranding. Just a rebrand. And that's part of their move onto their own mainnet as well. So there's a little bit more to it than that. But essentially, that's been the big kicker there. Injective protocol, essentially at a layer one that's competing in the space, you know, against your Ethereum's your Solanas, et cetera, Aptos. They recently come out with a new initiative dubbed Cascade, which essentially creates the first ever Solana roll-up. So this is really interesting. So what we're seeing there is essentially the $9 billion Solana ecosystem and developers now being able to work in the injective ecosystem. So basically just adding a bit more value just by rolling up on top of an existing blockchain. So, I mean, that's an interesting take. We've seen that before as well, but that's potentially the reason why we're seeing that one up 43% in the last seven days. We've seen ZK rollups on on ETH and we've seen a lot of Mm. different projects kind of implement that that strategy or what a uh, building model i guess so mm. it is it's one that helps scalability right Correct. so that's the reason why people complain about transaction times and fees and things like that so that's kind of what it's aimed to help with yeah it's exciting Excellent. so a lot of things happening in the crypto space yep. matt what about doge what about it <laughs> well we said i said at the start it's potentially doge tuesday it is doge what's tuesday. going on i'm going to talk about it Dogecoin and Elon Musk shenanigans, Pav. They're at it again. It wouldn't be, you know, it was almost weird to see him plug Floki that last previous time. I was like, what, he's just going to throw Doge to the side? Yeah, that's, that's right. Works? That's right. A lot of people are worried about it. Yeah. But yeah. I guess the story essentially for people who don't know is Doge has been pumping for the last kind of seven days, but even more recently over the last kind of 24 hours. The story is Twitter. Twitter replaced their board icon with the Shibu Inu dog, which is the icon for Dogecoin. So <laughs> as we were kind of used to back in the bull market, yeah, it kind of played out, I guess, as we expected. And Doge, I think it ran about 30% over the last 24 hours. So yep. very interesting one. I mean, we're, we never get sick of, of Elon's tweets, Pav, over here, do it's we? Good. Really? No, but it's good. Good meme economy. It is meme economy is, is strong. Yeah, yeah it's that's strong. your new word that you're trying yeah. to adopt, which I don't mind. <laughs> but I mean, it, it kind of plays into a bit of a longer term story where, you know, there's been rumors for as long as rumors exist around Dogecoin being added as a payment, essentially a payment currency for Twitter. Now, we Mm -hmm. haven't seen that play out yet, but I mean, it is something that a lot of people are thinking about. I know Twitter and Elon have came out and said that they do want to adopt a cryptocurrency to power Twitter. And, you know, they've already had successful trials with like Bitcoin Lightning payments and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it is definitely one to watch. I mean, Doge just rose up to, I think, nine cents. Remember the Doge to a dollar? Yeah, that was, that was, that was going. Getting around last, that was going hard. Last run? Yeah. What did it actually get to? 70 uh, or 80 cents? About that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. So we still got a fair bit to go, but we do. I mean, just to round out that story, there's obviously the connection between Elon Musk. We've got Twitter. We've got Dogecoin. We've also got Tesla in the mix. Also, oh, you're suggesting Tesla's going to change their logo too? Well... Let's just see what happens. Imagine <laughs> having a big Doge badge on the front of your Tesla. Do you think people will still be keen for that? <laughs> From, I think they would Niche be. market, right? But, you know. It'd you be know, a limited run. Horses. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But essentially, t- Tesla did admit to holding 
Dogecoin as well as Bitcoin in the past. Yep. And you know they kind of I think they they announced in part of the earnings calls they did sell down seventy five percent of their Bitcoin holdings, but they did say we have not sold our Dogecoin. They still have it. So that's an interesting one as well. Interesting plays into the whole Elon and Doge and Twitter and makes me feel a little bit better to know that a massive corporation still holds on to their shit coins as badly as I do. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I wonder who's making the calls at those sites. Is it a dictatorship? Like, I'm starting to think that it's just, it's a full dictatorship for you. Anyway. Be interesting. I'm sure there'll be a doco about it, if it's interesting. Yeah, sure. I actually did see also on this one, there was a tweet from a very prominent, like, Wall Street Spets community member, basically when Elon was saying, how do we fix, essentially, Twitter? And it was something along the lines of just replace the logo with a doge. And Elon said, yeah, that would be funny. And I think he, like, retweeted that (laughs) today as well. So I think he was a bit inspired by the recent shenanigans. You were actually saying earlier like imagine if you're yeah one of the developers oh, yeah yeah, yeah I did. twitter and yeah. the task comes across your desk change board logo <laughs> just to, this sprint to, yeah this sprint <laughs> what we're going to do is change yeah. board logo to like imagine it would have been it probably would have been a pretty quick change actually like it's want, amazing that two that, lines of code yeah. to change but it's the impact is obviously mm. you know, what we're seeing in the market which is which is crazy and it's even more interesting that, that just didn't leak any way, shape, or yeah. form. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Oh, that's my that's my brain went instantly. Yeah. yeah. You're like, first you were like, well, yeah. imagine what you'd be thinking if you're that developer. <laughs> yeah. You get to make the change. But also, is that developer and his team kind of running out to go and buy Doge on the back of yeah. making the change? Like, all kept kind of hush-hush, which is, you know. It's all speculation, it's, right? It is. It's all speculation. We're allowed to speculate. We are. We are. But, it's, is but it, is, it is an interesting way to think about it. It is. Which is cool. So... What else we got, Pat? What do we got? We got Binance denying CZ's, essentially like him being handed some sort of notice by the Interpol. So I know there's been a lot happening just with the rumors around, or I guess there's some confirms around them being fined by the CFTC. This one was more around basically the global law enforcement agency, the Interpol. So basically, you know, a red notice requests all law enforcement worldwide to locate and arrest this person pending extradition. But yeah, there was a statement from Binance very early this morning. It sounds like FUD. Like, Pretty much. It sounds like more yeah. FUD getting pumped out. Yeah. It's the whole story. He's such a public figure. Like, yeah. How could you not get him if you wanted him? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, mean, yeah. I, don't, think, I don't think there'd be much of a, yeah. of a challenge there, but it just gets... It's kind of getting old, I think, the story now. Like, the yeah. whole foot around Binance has been... They've been trying it for quite a while. And yeah, I mean, Binance are that big. Sometimes it, the better option for them is to take the slap on the wrist, take the fine. Like, similar to what Kraken did, did over staking, take yep. the slap on the wrist and then make a couple of small changes and, and or you know, close the market or move from a market, right? So... That's it. Yeah, they're, they're big enough, I guess, to be able to do that, which is interesting. And... The US government selling some of their Bitcoin path. Yeah, mate. We've got the government liquidating a couple of their seized cryptocurrencies. I mean, it's not something that they've just acquired recently. It's been over a long period of time. They've got these uh, holdings, the ultimate hodlers. You saying that they're in profit? I think they'd Massively be in a very profit. tidy profit. They basically have, yeah, again, Bitcoin from back in the Silk Road days. $1,000 Bitcoin, pretty much. Pretty much. So we're talking a total net sum of, at this stage, purportedly 51,351 Bitcoin. They're looking to basically sell that over the course of this year. I'd be um, happy with 351. Oh, man, I'll take one. <laughs> just, <one. laughs> just give me one. Yeah, yeah. But so far, they've sold about 9,800 of that Bitcoin so far. So I don't see this being a, hey, this is going to dump and flood the market. I mean, they're just pragmatically just liquidating. How do you reckon they, like, it's an interesting one. How do you reckon, who looks after that? Like, oh, Greg, you're not Matt Greg? 
Greg. Yeah. Oh, Greg looks <laughs> after the, yeah. the Bitcoin selling for the US government. Does. Oh, I haven't met him. Just just a couple of limit orders, mate. You guys down the pub um, <laughs> yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. So from Greg. But yeah, I mean, I always think about like who's running this behind the scenes. Who are the people that make the decision on, all right, well, we got all this Bitcoin. We're going to sell it down on behalf of the US government. Like, are you trying to say, what do they know that we don't know? Yeah, it's just a like a bit of that. Just, find it interesting like do that pass it on to an agency to sell it down for them that kind of resources the market is it just a dude <laughs> in the back office with the silk road bitcoin address like i mean it's yeah it's interesting i love to i think we should find out more about that yeah you had fear and greed update as well pav yeah i mean for those people that may or may not follow fear and greed we've actually for the first time gone back above 60 in recent times so we're moving into that sort of out of neutral maybe into greed territory so these are sort of hallmarks of moving out of a bear market if you look at things historically a bit of a sentiment shift if you will i just wanted to sort of point out for those that maybe have been paying attention to this calculation they still may not know what it actually is built off of so a few different outlets out there that'll provide you a metric but the most common ones will basically work into a couple of key factors. So current volatility of BTC price action, uh, momentum and volume. So we're looking at basically changes in like medium to short term. So 30 and 90 day changes there. Social media sentiment. So looking at what sort of volume and traction has gotten compared to historical norms as well. Bitcoin dominance versus altcoins, as well as Google search trends. So essentially it's taking in a bunch of data points and hopefully trying to create some sort of rational index on how Bitcoin is being treated right now. So the idea is everyone's talking about it and the price is moving to the clackers, you're going to get a high index reading. If price is stagnant and no one's talking about it, you're going to get a fear or capitulation. What was that law that we seen back in, was it November, December? I want to say it was sub 20, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely sub 20. I want to say even like close to 10, if not lower. But yeah, that again, it's been a very historically good indicator to pair alongside others as to where we might be in the current cycle or etc especially with the hardening now a year yeah, away again just another yeah. tool for people to yeah. kind of keep an eye on right exactly uh, yeah and uh you know I, I, t- I tweeted the other day is it too early to start talking about the bitcoin having so like <laughs> well it's a year away now right yeah yeah that's i think right. it's that's we're right. bang on usually, let's talk about it yeah usually we do start to see the run yeah yeah probably not a year out but probably not too far away from it no. i think yeah so we will definitely be talking a lot about it over the next, you know, couple of months, Pav. I think we'll be banging on about it until people get sick about it, hearing we will. about it. We will. Well, we did call out the Litecoin halving happening later on this year. and People know, should still go research that one? Well, they should. Yeah. It's been on a decent trajectory and I think it's, it's definitely one people should have a bit more of a deep dive research on. They should. And they should historically know that if you get in too late, it hurts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, you don't want to be buying the news. As no. Well, Pav, so. that's, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. You had something on FIFA. Oh, no, I was going to say, you've got something on FIFA. Oh, I've got something on FIFA. I'm actually watching a Netflix documentary on FIFA. Which one's that? I've heard of this one. There's a big conspiracy about the whole thing being corrupt, the whole competition or the whole organization being corrupt. I've got two episodes in. It's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty good. I mean, it just, it's not surprising, (laughs) to be honest. But yeah, I mean, it's basically they were taking shit tons of money for nations to win the bids for the World Cups because it's obviously, it's a a license for a nation to print money, right? Pretty much boost the economy, everything else. So yeah, it's worth watching. Seb Blatter is getting a bit of a pumping there. He was the main guy, the president. So I just say it's a name I haven't heard in a while. But yeah, FIFA debuts AI powered World Cup soccer mobile game. With plans, wait for it, to do NFTs. Okay. Are you surprised by that? Uh, yeah, no. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. FIFA essentially have opened a better version of World Cup AI League, which is essentially a soccer strategy game that leverages AI for its characters, cosmetics, and gameplay events, which is very, very interesting. I mean, I talked about 
FIFA been in question, but FIFA are so ingrained in gaming mm. that it is like FIFA was it's my culture. Growing up, FIFA was yeah. my absolute favorite game. Yeah, I had exactly I think I had every right. version from '98 World Cup up to you know when I became I an adult and wasn't allowed to play games anymore. That was the most depressing <laughs> part of growing up for me. Like in my little neighborhood at home, I was one of the guns at FIFA, and then I went to uni and got my ass handed to me. And it was, oh, really? It was, it was an awakening moment, like yeah. very grounding. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Grant played before back in the old office. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of had a bit of spunk about him. <laughs> I think I beat him 3 0. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't actually play any more games because I have to hit off one. <laughs> so we never actually got to play a rematch, but. It's no point. Yeah, it's one of the. No, that's right. You got him. Yeah, finish on top and bow out. So just to round out that story, Web3 AI firm, Altered State Machine, developed the mobile game. Which is, you know, mobile games are huge. We all know that. Fitting Fever already has a mobile game, but tying it in now with AI, trending, NFTs, they've had their trend, but I guess there is potentially some utility around this. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out and, wow. and leaning into the World Cup as well. Penny just dropped for me. I was like saying to you, I think it was in the office a little while ago, imagine the next narrative we've got to see is AI plus NFTs. I think yeah. this is like the first one I'm really Yeah, that's about. right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They're on the mark. They're combine, combining the narratives. <laughs> Ahead of time. Well, well ahead of time. Yeah, good on them. So, yeah, I mean, the statement from FIFA as well is our mission is to lead casual gamers into a world of AI gaming in the metaverse. So metaverse world coming back up again. Yeah. Facebook leaning out of the metaverse. We talked about it last week, even provided the amount of money that it paid just to get the title, which is insane. Insane. Essentially in the metaverse with FIFA's AI League, we're unlocking a unique opportunity for football fans around the globe to interact with their favorite sport. So... I think this is is a winner. I don't know exactly what our approach should be for it yet, but it's definitely one that I think we need to keep pretty close to our chest as it develops. Very good stuff. Yeah. Mate, yeah. what a week. I what get a, a feeling week. next week could be bigger. Yeah. There's going to be a lot to break down next week. I think, I think next week we're going to be a bit, yeah. But next week and the week after is a fair bit happening. So I yeah. think people are, going to be, people are going to have to lean into that and listen to what we have to say. Mate, as always, pleasure to knock out another episode. And yeah, we'll tune in again for you guys next week and do another episode. Follow us again at Tapping Into Crypto on Instagram and all our socials. And yeah, we'll catch you next next time catch you later thank you so much for joining us for today's show if you liked it don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at tapping into crypto and before we finish up just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.